I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today's reading is Psalms 26, 40, 58, 61, and 62, and 64. And as I've mentioned previously, these psalms are included in our daily reading along the time about which we think they were written. In Psalm 26, David makes a plea for redemption. The subtitle to this one says, A Psalm of David. Verse 1, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain purses, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I will wash mine hands in innocency, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men. In those hands is mischief, and their right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Redeem me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth in an even place. In the congregation will I bless the Lord. In this psalm, David cast himself on the Lord, asking that he pay attention to his circumstances. He maintains that his troubles are undeserved, yet he's suffering. Sounds a little like Job, doesn't it? He repeats before the Lord his innocence. David doesn't maintain that he's without sin altogether. He simply insists that the intent of his heart is to do the will of God. Here's how Psalm 26 is structured. David first vindicates, uh, seeks vindication from God regarding his integrity in verses 1 through 8. Then David petitions God to deliver him from the fate of the wicked in verses 9 through 11. And finally, David determines to praise the Lord for the answer in verse 12. In Psalm 40, we see that times are good. Or are they? The subtitle to this one says, To the Chief Musician, A Psalm of David. Verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. 
Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. Mine iniquities have taken hold upon me, so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of mine head, therefore my heart faileth me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish me evil. Let them be desolate for reward of their shame that say unto me, Aha, aha. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tearing, O my God. Well, here David seems to be on top of the world in the first 11 verses. He's praising God for deliverance and provision. But then, what's up beginning with verse 12? Were the first 11 verses for the purpose of reminding God in prayer all that he'd done for him in the past, and now it's time to do it again? It looks like adversaries are out to kill him, but he's depending on God for deliverance. Notice verse 7. says, Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me. Mosaic law dictated that each king who ascended to Israel's throne was to copy for himself the law into his own book. Notice that provision. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 18. It says this, And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priest of the Levites. By comparison, you'll notice that verses 13 to 17 comprise the entire Psalm 70 with minor variations in wording. Now, I've provided a a table that shows the parallel between Psalm 70 and Psalm 40. It's in the written notes of BibleTrack.org. You may want to take a look at that. That brings us to Psalm 58, where we see that false gods are bad. The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician, Otisketh, Mictum of David. Verse 1, Do ye indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do ye judge uprightly, O ye sons of men? Yea, in heart ye work wickedness, ye weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb, they go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth her ear, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers, charming never so wisely. Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Let them melt away as waters which run continually, when he bendeth his bow to shoot his arrows. Let them be as cut in pieces. As a snail which melteth, let every one of them pass away, like the untimely birth of a woman. 
that they may not see the sun. Before your pots can feel the thorns, he shall take them away as with a whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. The righteous shall rejoice when he seeth the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. So that a man may say, Verily there is a reward for the righteous. Verily he is a God that judgeth in the earth. Well, this one's written by David, and the introduction of this psalm says to the chief musician, Otisketh, Mictum of David. The word mictum is used in six psalm titles, always belonging to David. Those are Psalms 16 and then 56 through 60. All six are psalms of lament, and four of the headings have historical references to David's struggles with the Philistines in Psalm 56, Saul in 57 and 59, and the Arameans in Psalm 60. We're not sure what the word means, nor the word autosketh that precedes it, but it appears to be a technical term that pertains to the style or perhaps the tune to which it was to be sung. Now, this psalm may be outlined in the following fashion. First, in the first five verses, David indicts unrighteous judges, and then in verses 6 through 9, he calls for their swift destruction. And then finally, in verses 10 and 11, after the destruction of the unrighteous judges, the righteous can rejoice in God's justice. Oh, one more thing. Paul actually quotes verse 4 over in Romans chapter 3, verse 13. If you thought it sounded familiar, that's the reason. That brings us to Psalm 61. Let me live long and prosper. The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician upon Neganam, a psalm of David, verse 1. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. The introduction to this one says, To the chief musician upon Neganah, a psalm of David. The Neganah was probably a type of a stringed instrument. David is probably directing that the song be played upon this instrument. David's prayer here is for God to provide strength and longevity to his kingdom and to himself. He speaks directly of himself in verse 6 when he says, Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. With the adversity in David's life, especially in his early years, who would have guessed that he'd die of old age? It just goes to show you it's not how hard you live, but for whom you live. Then after referring to himself in third person in verse 6, he adds his personal assurance of eternal life in verse 7 when he says this, He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. In Psalm 62, we ask this question, Who are you going to trust? 
The subtitle to this one says, To the Chief Musician, to Jedithon, a Psalm of David, verse 1. Truly my soul waiteth upon God, from him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will ye imagine mischief against a man? Ye shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing wall shall ye be, and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth. They curse inwardly, Selah. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. Surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God hath spoken once, twice have I heard this, that the power belongeth unto God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy." For thou renderest to every man according to his work. Well, David wrote this one as well. The Jedithan named in the introduction is called the King's Seer in Second Chronicles chapter 35, verse 15. David wrote a song for him in which he maintains that man is unreliable, as he expresses in verse 4 the following, They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. However, God is strong and trustworthy, as in verse 7, when it says, In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. You can't trust man, but you can trust God. And then finally, we come to Psalm 64, where we have a prayer for protection. The subtitle to this one says, To the Chief Musician, a Psalm of David, verse 1. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. Who wet their tongue like a sword, and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him, and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They commune of laying snares. Privily they say, who shall see them? They search our iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So shall they make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord, and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. In this psalm, David calls upon God to protect him from his enemies. Here's David's desire in verse 2. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. So, when you put your reliance on God, where does that leave you? Well, the answer is there in verse 10. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord, 
and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Really, there are just two main thoughts in this psalm. First six verses, the plot against David by his enemies. And then verses 7 through 10, the punishment by God of David's enemies. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walton. 